It's the Building Years Podcast. With Justin Alexio. And Jeremiah Watkins. New episodes every Wednesday. Welcome to the show. It's going to be a good episode because our guest is already laughing at our intro. You know, they always <laughs> laugh. No one takes it seriously. No, I've seen a couple of our guests just like look at us like, why? <laughs> like, why is this your intro? Well, this week's guest that has such a good outlook on this is Josker Joseph Herrera. <laughs> Are those cannons? Yeah. We don't have sound effects. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> we don't have a board, but welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Good to be here. How are you guys doing? Good, good. Thanks for uh, coming from uh, from Valley Village, Justin Absol- said. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. How do you awesome. like it there? It's very quiet, right? It's it's very suburbia. It's nice, um, but I'm at that age. I'm not a I'm not a whipping strapping twenty two year old anymore. Twenty three. Twenty three. Twenty three year old. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, when did you move here? How long have you been in L.A.? In L- well, I was born and raised in L.A., right. East L.A., but then I guess I moved to Los Angeles when I was um, about 24, something like that. Wow. Yeah. It's a decade so, in. But, I mean, it was never like a big thing about, you know, we yeah. wanted to come to L.A., we just came to L.A. It was just a 20-minute drive, really, <laughs> from, East, from East Los yeah, Angeles. Yeah, it wasn't like a big ordeal, right? It was a little longer from Long Beach. When I lived in Long Beach, it was a little longer, but... okay. Pretty much. I mean, when you live in Long Beach too, you have everything you need in Long Beach as well. Yeah, you know. So you live in East LA, Long Beach. You're yeah, a little bit of a thug. Yeah, right. I guess. You seen any yeah. gangster stuff? Yeah, quite a bit. <laughs> I mean, I what's have, the most gangster thing you've ever seen? Uh, let's see. I had a buddy that was. He was pretty much mugged and robbed inside of a 7-Eleven while the clerk didn't do nothing, no matter how much I asked him to. I was like, dude, my friend's getting fucking roughed up right now. And the guy, I don't know, he pretended like, like he didn't understand English or something. So, <laughs> He's oh, like, not my, my friend, problem. My, like, after we left, me and my, my buddy, you know, poor dude, he was you, out like six bucks. I mean, we're kids. <laughs> right. We're like, you know, like 10, 11 or something you like that. You didn't jump in and fight? Have you seen that guy? He's like this. I mean, I tried my best to intervene, but he gave me a pretty stern warning. You know, like I think you need. I think you need to pay attention to your own business, Holmes. Oh, so <laughs> it's kind of like all right. Like, well, well, right this way. So <laughs> like, can only do the best I can. I feel like I Justin. Mean, I know. gotta. I gotta leave. I'm <laughs> I got, sorry. Man. I got a. I got an audition. I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Well, that's good. But um, I mean, as far as gangster shit goes, that's about that's about it. Nice that I can think of. Well, I'm glad you're in. Now you live in suburbia. Now, so, I, yeah. So let's give the people. Let's see your credits. I know you've, pro- you've been a producer on Dance Moms. I was. Yeah. I was a producer on Dance Moms. Heck yeah. Uh, what was that discovery show you did? The you did? oh, I, that was a jail show. It was yeah. called First Weekend. I was a producer on that show. Post production, you got to understand, like, with, and these are reality shows we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So technically, most of the time, uh, shows you'll see are split between field producing and post producing. Um, yeah, break this down for us. We've never yeah. had a producer on here. So yeah, yeah, no, okay. yeah, you're the yeah. first. This is cool. Sure. Um, okay. Well, I'm my credit is story producer, so okay. I actually had to find the meat and the story that everybody kind of gets like wrapped into when they watch a show. You know those uh, parts of the show, uh, they're kind of, I guess, confessionals or whatever, the interviews. We call them OTFs, which is, uh, it stands for on the fly. 
And now okay. it's just the word that everyone uses for like an interview. There's parts of the show where like people are talking to the camera, but they're not really talking to the camera. Yeah. Because they're not looking at the camera. They're looking at kind of like a an interview to the left. type thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm the person that's interviewing them. Oh. Okay. So when I go to the field, I have a like a bunch of questions. Mm-hmm. And I get my, you know, whoever, my subject, the talent, and I stand, you know, I stand them. I'm like, all right, I'm going to ask you a bunch of these questions. I'm not here. Don't. The typical drill is uh, pretend I'm not here. Answer the question in a full in a full sentence. So if I ask you, what's your favorite color? Don't say blue. Say my favorite color is blue. And then that way I can edit that into my episode. Yeah. So oh, yeah. yeah. I remember this from uh, from I I did some like broadcasting in, like high school and college and stuff like okay. that. And we had to like for for news stories and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. If you ask the questions wrong, then you end up going back and looking at the footage, and you're like, I can't use any of this. Can't use any of it. Yeah. yeah because you can't just <laughs> you can't have the guy say, you know, no, oh, no, no. He used a shotgun. Yeah, shotgun when he come in to rob this slicker style. You can't, you, you got to, you know, like run right. that out a little bit. Yeah. So that way I can use it. So that then I present it on the air and it's just like, a man came in with a shotgun and held up the liquor style. You know, you mean, you know what I mean? You got to use yeah. the whole, so. So my job is sim. sorry, my job is similar to that. Um, when I get to post-production, that's a whole different story because mm-hmm. it's just, it's, I don't deal with talent. I just it's me and a big editing machine called, yeah. you call it Avid or yeah. Final Cut. I sure. think Avid is the You guys use standard. Avid for the most part? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've gone on some jobs that use Final Cut, but I guess Final Cut Pro X or whatever. It's horrible. It yeah, it told, I it, hate it, it so screwed much. Screwed Apple out of the reality business. Yeah. Now we're all exclusively going to uh, Avid. Seven was fantastic. I've used that for years, but I mm-hmm. still haven't switched over to ten. Yeah, I have ten on my laptop, and I use Movie, iMovie more. Yeah, I found. It, uh, it's, yeah. and it's practically the same app as it is. Pretty much. So, all right. So, Justin, check this out. Let's just say, for the sake of argument, I'm producing the Justin Alexio reality show. Oh, I hope man. this happens one day. <laughs> you <laughs> know, to be honest is. with you, so do I. I think, Amer- <laughs> I think America will be a better place. I, I think Justin would be a fantastic <laughs> reality TV star. That'd be fi- just follow him around for like a 24-hour period. Dude, the stories he tells me on and off the stage, I'm just like, this happened to you? This is a real story? And he's like, you'll never guess what happened. I'm like, I think I will guess by now. I've heard enough Damn. of these where I'm just like, this is insane. I'm yeah, I'm a, and I'm fascinated by your interactions with the ladies. Oh, I just everybody I, is. I, I even the ladies. It. They're like, I can't believe he's approaching me like this. <laughs> but all right, say for the sake of argument, okay. I'm producing this and I'm looking at hours of footage of you in a bar. Right? Okay. The story of the scene is you successfully pick up two chicks to take them home. Okay. I don't know what's going to happen at home right now. I'm just focusing on you in the bar. Finding two chicks to pick up and, you know. So that's the scenario. And there's hours and hours and hours of footage. You fucking around. You getting a drink. You taking a piss, you know. You not going to approach girls and all that. I can use all of that random footage, make a stupid montage, and get a bite with you. You know, interview you. I'm like, so, you know, talk to me. You're not really going up and approaching these women. You're kind of like... Waiting, you're biding your time. Talk to me about that. And then you, of course, being a genius, would be like, oh, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. I take whatever brilliance you give me and I lay it over all that footage of you just kind of like fucking around, not talking to a chick. 
That's and, a beat of a scene. And that's how a montage and is that's, created. Well, yes, and that's how a montage is created. <laughs> you amateur filmmakers, listen up, guys. Sure. I mean, it's Trust me. What I do is not difficult. A nutless <laughs> monkey could literally do my job. I'm not even lying. I'm, I, uh, I'm pretty aware that there is probably an expiration date on my title, just because I know like a lot of film schools now are starting to train... They're starting to train people not only how to edit, but how to shoot and how to light. Yeah. And how to interview, you know? Yeah. And as soon as you have one person that has all of those skills, uh, that's a, it'd be much cheaper to pay like some dude like that five grand as opposed to paying a bunch of us, however, you know, what of our course. rates are. Of course. And stuff like that. Well, that's the only thing that is sometimes a little bit frustrating about like the more, uh, like the indus- how the industry is changing. It's, it's good and bad, like, but. I think it's bad in some ways because, like, uh, like for comedians, for producers, whatever, they are expecting way more of you. Like, whenever you go in for a job, like, uh, like on a lot of auditions that I've been seeing, uh, it'll be like, "What's your social media presence like?" Mm-hmm. And it's like, "What the frick?" But can <laughs> yeah. I just bring the talent to this? And they're like, "No, right. we want you to have like either a big like Twitter, or YouTube following. So if you're in this, you can plug it on your site right. or whatever." So it's kind of crazy. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a big, huge thing. People don't just watch TV anymore. Yeah. They tweet about it, or they put it on the Facebook, or whatever, whatever the kids are doing these days. Because mm-hmm. I know kids aren't into Facebook. What are kids into these days? They're not into Facebook anymore. It's mostly Twitter now, I think. Is it Twitter? Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. I think Facebook is fairly big still, but Twitter and Instagram are pretty big. Yeah, Instagram's Instagram is huge. Yeah. yeah. And then Vine <laughs> Vine's going back and forth. I heard that it's dead, and then I yeah. hear it's back. I, I love know. Vine. Yeah, I love Vine so much. Tumblr's the Vine big compilations now. are pretty good. Yeah, they are. They really are. Yeah. Nice. Well, thank you for all that industry knowledge. Sure. Yeah. So you've been out here. Did you did you want to make an announcement on this podcast? We uh <laughs> we uh this is totally putting you on the spot right now. <laughs> I've already forgotten about that. Yeah. Um yeah, sure. I found out that my wife is pregnant. Congratulations. Don't ruin the moment yet, Justin. Let him keep talking. <laughs> I'm going to do like clapping. All right. Congratulations. Let him keep talking. Justin ruins a lot of moments. All right. Keep going. <laughs> um, no, we found out that she's pregnant. And uh, we're. it's really, it's super early. We just got the little printout thing where like you can see the heartbeat. And the sonogram. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It's a sonogram. Yeah. But it looks, I mean... There's really not much to tell. I mean, it look you, you've seen like a sure. like a photograph of Jupiter, mm-hmm. and you've seen that like red <laughs> that little red storm or whatever that dot is. That's what my baby looks like right now. Except oh. it's black and white, and it's just like this little ring, and you can see this little flicker, mm-hmm. and that's like my baby's heartbeat, <sighs> which sounds really weird to say out loud. Yeah, my child's heartbeat. It's cool though, man. It is. It's it's like there we 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 invented a person. Yeah, yeah. That's wow. So. I don't know many, there's not, well, I don't know a whole lot of people with kids in the entertainment industry, so you think you're going to be able to juggle it and like do all that, or you're not even started thinking about that yet? No, I mean, I'm going to have to somehow or another. I mean, I'm sure. not going to give up what I what I do, you know? Right. Uh, I really do enjoy story producing. It's, it is a lot of fun, and it is creative, you know? I mean, I get a chance to actually build something, and what is a mess of footage and sound and interviews and all that, I get to like help make sense and... You know, if people, let's be honest, people like reality shows. They yeah, really do they like do. reality shows. It's really in. And it's like, I mean, think about the Jungle Cruise, you know? Yeah. I mean, when you're, okay, 
When you're from L.A., you go to Disneyland all the time. I have pretty much Disneyland memorized. I don't need a map when I want to go because I know where all the rides are, mm-hmm. which also means that I've been on the Jungle Cruise since birth, which for me is only 38 years. But that ride's been around for like about 50 or so, maybe. Um, they're using the same script over and over and over and over again. And it, you can read it on the, the guy's face. Whoever the, whoever the Jungle Cruise driver is, you can read it on their face sometimes. And sometimes you can tell it really hurts. But for all the legions of people that come in, it's, it's new to them. Right. You know, that stupid hokey pokey joke that he keeps repeating <laughs> is hilarious. It, you know, it, yeah, it pretty much is. Because at some point, like toward the end, you get to like... Um, it's incredibly racist too. You get to this part where like you discover these headhunters in the jung- at the end of the Jungle Cruise, and they're like they're doing a dance, you know. And there's like sound effects. It sounds like a like a Native American, you know, like hi, 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 hi. So it's just like okay, that's not right. But then the joke that always happens is is the guy on the Jungle Cruise goes, and if you listen closely, you can hear the translation of what they're saying. You put your left foot in, you put your left foot out. You... <laughs> I... No, I'm serious. Go to, sorry, go to Disneyland. Go to Adventureland. Right next to the Indiana Jones ride will be the Jungle Cruise. I promise you, he'll make a joke about how far the tiger can leap. He'll talk about the rhinoceros is about to poke the butt of like those Indian excavators or whatever. And his joke is always like, I think that guy at the bottom there, he's about to get the point. Which I remember that joke from when I was seven, and he's, he still he still tells it. Wow! Or sometimes it's a girl, you know. <laughs> but the thing is, is like that's the audience that I'm making these shows for. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not we're not making shows for other comedians. We're making Very these shows true. For, we're making these shows for our parents, essentially. That's that's what a lot of uh, I, f- I feel like a lot of actors and comedians don't realize is the people who really watch TV are yeah. not anywhere near L.A. or New York. It's all in the Midwest. It's all in oh, the yeah. South. It's all you know what I mean. That's the the demographic that you really want to get on your side whenever you're making content. And stuff yeah, like that. exactly. I mean, it's that old you know grassroots whatever oh. movement or whatnot i'm getting that's not true i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> now we met you uh well at least i uh met you originally at io west yes uh, as, along yeah. with your wife um and uh you uh were, you were you on some uh, some improv teams and stuff there um i'm on a team right now um they're called scary killer nice it's a, just a bunch of us you know it's it's just one of those hand those teams that we made up ourselves sure that I, you know, here's something. I've never been on an iOS house team. Have you auditioned for them? Yeah, sure. We all have, you know? And yeah. I've got, I've just... come close. I've gotten that phone call from James Grace, like, hey, Joe, you did really good, but uh, right now you just, it's not your time yet, or whatever. I'm like, all right, sure. <laughs> and then eventually I just stopped auditioning. I'm just like, oh, fuck like, that. I'm done with it. Well, I... Look, look, I'll be I'll be honest. I'm I'm not that great of a performer. I'm more of an improv fan than I am a performer. I mean, I can get from A to B to C and all that, but the thing is is like I think more like a writer, so mm. I'm trying to pre-plan exactly. kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And totally. it's difficult to shut that off, you know. So Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's because it, especially uh like I've I've improvised with with some some very strong writers, and they're yeah. always wanting to to plan like that next beat of the yeah. scene. 
and it's hard to turn that off, like mm-hmm. to, to consciously turn that off. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's difficult. So I'm aware of that, and being aware of that is about. It's, I mean, I, I don't know. Being aware of that, it, it helps, but still, it happens. So yeah. I've just kind of acknowledged that. Well, I don't really want to be an actor. That's why I'm a producer. Sure. Because I said a long time ago, I don't want to have to go through everything that an actor does. It's not where my passion is. I really do enjoy. I enjoy doing it. I love having a good show. Uh, and if I need to act, I can act. You yeah. know, if yeah. I have a script, I can like, and you know, I'm like, okay, I, I can get into this. Well, and you, then, you've been hosting the cage match for years, yeah, right? That's primarily what I'm known for at IO. And that's kind of like where I mm-hmm. made my bones. Was How many it, years has it been? It'll be 10 this year. Wow. Be, that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. So that's what are freaking like, great. <laughs> you were, you were 13, Justin. <laughs> what are the biggest changes you've seen in I? So when did IO come to LA? It was like uh, right before that, right? N- it was like no. in the ni- mid '90s, something like that. It's, we'd have to Google it. And then, because I know they moved from Santa Monica to their place. Sa- on yeah, the, the Santa Monica Boulevard, or was it Santa Monica itself, or Santa Monica Boulevard? I think it's Santa Monica Boulevard. The complex, yeah. right? Yeah, that's right. I mm. think it was um, Paul Valancourt that came out here first. It was in the late '90s, uh, and then they eventually got the space on Hollywood Boulevard. I think 2001, 2002, yeah. something like that. Mm. I started coming around. I was a jam junkie. They used to have, they used to have a uh, short form jam on Monday nights. Okay, and it was hosted by Christian Leslie and Rob Gone, um, and it was just an open jam for anyone who wanted to come up and jump up and play short form games. Mm-hmm. And I was a jam junkie. There was another one at Second City on Saturday night hosted by Amy Seeley. And this is back when uh, Second City was on Melrose, Melrose. next to the Improv. In- improv, yeah. 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 It's where the improv lab uh, was. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and a lot of people that went to you know one jam went to the other. Sure. So there was kind of like a nice little building and a nice little you know uh, good community feel. Yeah, kinda. nice. Yeah, 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 just like hey, that was fun and all that. And then you know some nights you you take off and you go to like a diner or something. Well, it's not really many diners in Hollywood, but like you'd find some. You know, you go to like Swingers or Cantors or any of those. Norms. Norms, Norms was a big one. Norms is. But I, my preference was always like in going to North Hollywood because I, I lived in the Valley back then, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I went to the North Hollywood Diner at Sittins, I think is what it's called. Okay. But it's a nice just, you know, I, I'm a big fan of diners. Dude, comedians diners. and diners have always mixed well over, <laughs> really the, over the history of comedy and everything. Yeah. You, you go back and you read books, you're like, oh, I... Uh, like in the comedy boom, like the 70s and 80s, they all used to go to Cantor's and... Yeah. Uh, uh, a bunch of me and my friends used to go to like Denny's all the time, and then uh, more recently I've been going to like Swingers and Cafe One Hundred One and That's stuff like nice. that. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. What do you kids go to these days? These young comedians? Uh, I don't know. Like I go to uh, what's that burger place called? <laughs> oh no, <laughs> Jack in the Box. <laughs> Jack in the Box. We drive through Jack in the Box. <laughs> I'm I, no, I think the the movement's changing to taco trucks. I eat a lot of taco trucks. Oh, oh is that yeah, the thing that, now? That taco be. trucks. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Do you <laughs> now, Joe? Do you think that your like improv training has helped with uh, like your interview skills with oh, producing and stuff like that? Like the back Absol- and forth. Absolutely yeah. tremendous. I, 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 I think so. Like especially like you said, since you're like kind of fielding questions and trying to get them sometimes to say like that right sound bite yeah, and stuff like that. Exactly. A lot of times, if then now. Granted, this is if I ever get to go to the field, because when I get to go to the field, like I said, I get to interview them. Also, a huge part of my job is taking notes. Yeah. So if you figure, like, if you can just imagine five or six TV screens stacked up on top of each other, 
and I can control the volume of whatever person is on camera and all that. So I can literally see all cameras as they're shooting and everything that's going on. And there's somebody out there with them, just a little bit off camera, mm-hmm. who has a walkie-talk in their ear. So I can yell into their ear, you know, like, like get, you know, get Alexio to move closer to those two chicks. I think those two chicks are the ones that he's, you know, get him to move in, you know. So how much do you think reality tv show is like producers pushing things forward because i know like people oh, criticize 90, like 90 percent. yeah and, well i mean i'll give you this the it's not like you know when people say like shows are scripted it's not like the duck dynasty guys have a script they're reading everything and all that but really it is it's more like the christopher guest method where you have an outline of everything that you totally. want to produce yeah you know just like all right so today like i said today alexia you're gonna go home with you're gonna take home two chicks that's right. going to lead so into you would the other... tell me to do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So that's going to happen. I'll probably have two checks. Just like, listen, you two, <laughs> just let him flirt with you and all that. Give him, you know, don't let don't let him make it easy. But you know, give him a little resistance. But ultimately, let him agree to with, to go home with him when you think he's earned it. Right. And I'll turn to you like Justin, earn this, all right? <laughs> and I'll make hard. sure everyone around is like, all right, everyone, you know, and you set up the scene like you know. A regular show, just like, all right, everyone, you know, quiet, and we're going to do it. All right, roll. And then we can't have any music because we don't right. know what the music you is. You don't know what the rights are. And the li- licensing is huge. Yeah. So in It's just I- quiet. It'll just be quiet. <laughs> Actually, yes, That's it'll just great. be quiet. We'll throw in the music and post, and that way we can hear you, and we can kind of, like, hear, you know, what they're saying and all that. And then when I get back to post, give me a good club track or whatever the kind of club that you think alexia would go to and then i'll cut the scene and then yeah douche jams 2005 <laughs> do you ever let people because i know i've seen some stuff on twitter where you retweet stuff that people were tweeting about dance moms do you ever let oh, any of that phase you no absolutely some- <laughs> not i well there's see i didn't have a very good experience with dance moms no. i did i did not like the company no i did not uh i only now the you know the terrible thing is i or the good thing i only worked in post-production so i was only here in la Mm -hmm. cutting the show together but i i really did not like the the powers that be you know um i so every time that there was a new premiere (laughs) there was a new episode premiering I would deliberately go out and I would retweet the haters, but I would find the people that, whoever had the most colorful, oh yeah, negative comments to say. You know, I mean, you could talk about Abby and like her weight, but I mean, who cares? Everybody does that. I was really looking for like the real venom, you know. So I would retweet that every single night a new episode would premiere. Um, you know, and there was a little bit of a love hate, you know, too, because it's just like on one hand, like, oh, for fuck's sakes, I'm working on Dance Moms, <laughs> but it's a huge hit, you know. Yeah. And yeah. I, I got to admit, I, I was there in the very, I was there in the first season, so I did help kind of create the hit, the hit, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I watched a couple episodes, like, well, no, I shouldn't say that. I tried to watch one part of an episode <laughs> recently. <laughs> And it's the same goddamn show that I produced back in in season one. Yeah. Practically, it's like you know, Abby's giving Abby's giving a dance solo to Maddie. Christine doesn't like that. Why doesn't Chloe get one? I'm gonna go talk to Abby. They scream at each other. Act out. You know, act in. <laughs> Kathy with the fucking candy apples. Okay, here we are. We're better than the dance <laughs> than the the Abby's you know troop and all that shit. And 
And it's just like, I already made this episode. <laughs> like, you really are just kind of like doing the same shit. But, I mean, that's reality. Yeah. Yeah. Repetition. Yeah. As soon as Jungle people Cruise. find like what works out in Hollywood, I mean, that's why there's so many remakes and everything of movies. They're like, people yeah. already trust the brand or whatever. So yeah, that's exactly. why we're bringing That's why there's back so movies. many franchises. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, you're into the Fast and the Furious, right? Yeah. I don't take that franchise seriously. I really, it's, I, I mean, I can, I guess, but. Yeah. It's not like all right. It's not like the Lethal Weapon franchise, mm-hmm. but the Lethal Weapon franchise is odd because it make it actually started to make fun of itself toward the end. Yeah, you know, it, it was very aware of what it was. <laughs> and by like part four, part four, they didn't even have a script. They really did not have a script, and it was kind of like a day of like them, Richard Donner, and all of them going, "All right, fuck it, what are we gonna do today?" And we got we got all these. We got all these Chinese guys, and we, we, you know, what should we do today? I don't know. So, I mean, by part four, you could tell they're all just phoning it in and having fun. Um, I guess, being fair, I can't say the same about the Fast and Furious franchise, but the, you know what I mean? It's just like there's two different feels to both of these right. kinds sure. of movies. Right. So, it's, yeah. Um, Repetition, repetition's big. Repetition man. works. What now? What uh, you've worked on like a lot of different reality shows, yeah. uh, and different stuff over the years. Like, what, did you have like a favorite specific gig? Like, oh yeah, you worked. Yeah, or? there was this great MTV show I worked on called "Is She Really Going Out with Him?" And it was based on the website Hot Chicks with Douchebags. Okay, <laughs> you, I haven't seen that website. You haven't seen it? Just now. You will, you'd love it. It's <laughs> it, because well, I mean, think it's base. It's all it is is people submit. These pictures, they go to clubs, they take pictures of these smoking hot girls, and they're rubbing up against these the these just fucking turds of human beings, <laughs> just these you know the the total prick douchebag type yeah. archetype. Yeah. And the guy on the website he write, writes funny commentary, and then you know, and that's pretty much what the website is. Mm-hmm. So based on this, he got a reality show from MTV, and it's it was a really fun show. It was only thirty minutes long, which means that you know means i get more episodes but there's more to you know there's not too much time it's not an hour it's 30 right. 24 so it's 22 minutes of content mm-hmm. um and all we had to do all day long was make fun of dudes oh, make fun of dudes, and it was fantastic and there was a lot of writing involved too because there was a uh, a voiceover guy oh cool. so Did you- i i had to write all of his jokes and all that and that was a hell of a lot of fun so was it uh, the kind of show that it was just voiceover commentary, or did you have like the where it's kind of like a VH1 type feel where you'd have oh, yeah. comedians commenting on? No, no, no. It wasn't. It was just. It was just them. Mm-hmm. So you figure, all right, it was a couple. Let's just say the guy's name was Justin. All right, the girls. What was the girl's name? Justin. Sandy. All right, so Justin and Sandy. They've been in a relationship for like about nine months. She really likes him. Justin's a bad boy. When out <laughs> in the field, we don't tell him the name is. You know, we don't tell him it's. Hot chicks with douchebags. We call it hot chicks with bad boys. <laughs> we tell Sandy, listen, we're going to make fun of Justin a little bit, okay? You just play it up. Yeah. He's a good sport. She's like, yes, he's a good sport. And yeah, you just tell me what bugs you about him, okay? You just, you know, talk superficial, whatever you need to do. And then when I interview Justin, I'm like, all right, listen, Justin, you're a bad boy, okay? The name of the show is Hot, <laughs> Ch- it's hot Chicks and Bad Boys. You, you're basically the star of this show, all right? And this show is going to be watched by three types of people. Dudes that are like you, you know, dudes who get it. Uh, chicks who date dudes like you, and they just, they're going to love on you. 
And the third are dudes that hate you. <laughs> dudes that just can't stand you, make fun of you, and all that shit because you're winning. And then what, <laughs> at which point, Justin takes his glasses off, rubs his eyes, looks at me, and goes, you talking about the haters. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so you get him pumped, and then you turn the camera on. I'm like, all right, Justin, tell me what makes you such a badass. And then he goes. Oh, wow. And he just won't shut up. Yeah. My EP, the uh, executive producer, his name was Rob LaPlante. He had a really good philosophy about the show. He just said, give the guys enough rope, they'll hang themselves. Yeah. And that is so true. And in the case of that show, it was, it was true. For the most part, the dudes were in on it. They were just like, oh, I, I know what kind of show this is. You're just going to make fun of me. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> and they crank it up to 11. And they are brilliant at it. Yeah. Um, you know, you're talking about, you know, is it real or not and all that. So you set up a scenario like that. You get a little bad blood in between this real life couple, they'll the argument will turn into something real. There'll be real emotions behind it. They'll bring up shit. Yeah. It'll be fun, you know. And then <laughs> I mean it's fun to watch, you know, and it's fun on my end, but at the same time we're kind of like are we ruining a relationship? The, that's my alarm, sorry. It's your move car. It's time for you to move your car, man. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> no, totally. But then, yeah, the end of the episode is, uh, will she will she keep him or will she dump him? You know, usually she's made up her mind by then, so. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but that was a hell of a lot of fun to, um, to work on because I worked with a lot of great people, a lot of really funny people, and um, uh, yeah, I was just um, making fun of dudes all yeah. day long, and I was like, they were paying me. MTV was paying me for that. That's the best. So when you get paid that money, <laughs> Justin, you want to uh, wrap up with your favorite segment? Oh yeah. Okay. So our favorite segment on this show is called the Hollywood Bitch Slap. The Hollywood. So bitch we want slap. a story of any time Hollywood has basically shat on you. It can be in your producing <laughs> or any any kind of just horrible story. Oh, Jesus Christ. Any double crossing? Yeah. Any backstabbing? Uh, any just could be a bad. Uh, uh, production shoot, whatever. Like it could be like any list of things where you're just like, oh, this was, or or where you're just like, or where like any really struggling times out here where you're like, man, this I'm a, I'm about to hit my breaking point right now. Um, let's see. One comes to mind where it's just you know the the chick that hosts Biggest Loser. Yeah, and I tweeted at her just the other day too. This was years ago. This was actually back. I wasn't working in Hollywood then, but I was working at an Old Navy. Off the five in the Citadel. Mm -hmm. All right. So then it was like an outlet. But anyway, so I was working there and I was just like 19 or something. She comes in, she with a bunch of her rich friends. They're really loud and obnoxious. They go in the fitting room, they make a huge mess. She buys one <laughs> shirt and they don't clean up the huge mess or they don't at least like put things back on hangers and hand it back. They just leave a <laughs> giant pile. <laughs> Of clothes, and we had to put it back. And I was like, "That's really rude." Did you and say then, any snide remark? Well, I don't. I tweeted at her the other day. And I, like <laughs> I said, "Hey, by the way, All this these years later, <laughs> yeah, this happened in '96. Still waiting for an apology." <laughs> so, I mean, that's the only thing I think of as far as bad experience on a production. Yeah, I've had plenty. There's a show I did for Spike TV called Bull Run. It was the worst production experience of my life, uh, and it was 26 days, 32 cities. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, and I probably got like maybe two, three hours of sleep in between each night because we it was production was just go wow. go 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 go. Um, it that was a disaster, but it turned out <laughs> it turned out to be a really cool show, you know. Yeah. But there's nobody I could really point at in that case, and then um, 
I think it helps that you're also really optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, you know what I mean? Like, well, the people who are the half glass full kind of people, like, uh, they, they play off, like, <laughs> certain things out here where, uh, well, where it probably was like, that was probably terrible, a terrible experience, but you seem like a really nice dude. And yeah. you're just kind of like, uh, you know, <laughs> things worked out, though. You know <laughs> right. Way to stay positive, Jim. I try. I try. Yeah. I mean, you, you kind of have to. Definitely. Think about it this way. People are people much stupider than us have survived in this industry mm-hmm. in one form or another. They really have survived and they're thriving and they're still here. You know, we don't all have to be Spielbergs or Tom Cruises to be successful. As far as I'm concerned, if I can if I can continue doing this without too much financial like strain, I mean now that I'm going to have a baby, that's that's a whole new other issue. But if I can carry on with a family, with my wife, with my child, and my career, I mean, that's success, you know? Yeah. Let's, let me ask you this, Justin. Let's just say the place that you rent right now in Echo Park, if you owned that house, is it a building or is it a house? It's a house. It's a house. If you owned that house, you don't have to pay payments on it. That's your house. And you're doing this just, but you're at the level of success you are right now. Yeah. You know? Would you feel successful? Oh, yeah. If I could pay my bills with no strain, I'd have to, like, worry about next month's rent. Oh, yeah. That's all I want. And then just based yeah. on being, you know, based on doing what you like, which are, you yeah. know, you do gigs Go, and all that. You like going to work and stuff. And yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's a level of, that's, you're sustaining right there. You know? I mean, that's, you're doing what you want to do, and you don't have to report to anybody that you don't want to. Yeah. That's the greatest part about this business is not it's having cool. a boss. It's very yeah. cool. But I mean that's yeah that's just your definition of success. I never want to be I never wanted to be famous. I you know. Well, that's a good message, Joe. Thanks for sharing with all our young <laughs> listeners. Did you have anything? <laughs> Do you have anything you wanted to plug? A website or anything um, or anyone stuff for anyone to look your Twitter, at? Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Sure. Yeah, states. my Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Josker Joseph. That's J O S C A R J O S E P H. Um, if you want to come check me out, I'm at the I.O. West every Thursday night, 11.30 p.m. on the main stage doing the cage match. And check out Building Wild this coming Tuesday, the 14th at 9 p.m. on the Net Geo channel. It's the latest show I produced. Okay, so, awesome. Nice. Well, well, Joe, dude, thanks so much for coming by. Uh, uh, it was cool like hearing all your producing knowledge and sure, everything like yeah. that. Anytime and, you uh, want me back, I'll be here. Fun stories, and uh, we can both agree that Justin ruins moments. <laughs> he does. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why he's going to yeah, be television why. gold. <laughs> yeah. Thanks yeah. for coming by, buddy. Thanks. Thanks. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed our episode with Josker Joseph Herrera. Um, I had a lot of fun uh, during, that, uh, during that little interview. I did, too. We learned a lot. I know. And then uh, I found out, you know, that Justin could be a reality TV star overnight. <laughs> I with, know. With the right opportunity. <laughs> Hollywood, call me. Uh, what do you want to plug? Uh, this week I'll be, uh, this is coming out on Friday. So Tuesday I'll be at, because I'll be out in Phoenix a weekend, but Tuesday I'll be at Laverne College. Uh, it's in the Valley. Don't have the address. 8 o'clock show. Uh, so just look it up. You can get all the information on my Twitter. Justin Alexio. J-U-S-T-N-A-L-E-X-I-O. That's it. Cool. Uh, this weekend, uh, actually tonight, Friday, January 10th, it is uh, Stand Up on the Spot. The improvised stand-up show with Jeremiah Watkins at Riot LA in downtown LA, 10 p.m. Uh, uh, tonight at the Jalisco Bar. It's right down uh, the street from the Downtown Independent uh, uh, Theater. Uh, awesome lineup. We've got Ari Shafir, Eric 
Andre, Ahmed Brucher, Rob Gleason, Byron Bowers, Chase Bernstein, Hampton Yunt, and Emily Maya Mills. And uh, I will also um, be uh, at a hostel later on uh, this weekend uh, on Sunday night at, uh, I think it's called the USA Hostel. So if you are visiting from out of town, I will be there. And then uh, Sundays and Mondays, I'm always hanging out at the comedy store and doing spots and different stuff like that. Uh, Check out JeremiahWatkins.tv. There will be uh, some new sketches uh, uh, up soon. And uh, check out my cancer sketch uh, that I posted (laughs) earlier this week. How's that going with the Uh, feedback? My sister thought it was really sad. Uh, <laughs> didn't get the comedy in it, but that's okay. Uh, chugging along. <laughs> I keep trying. Uh, keep trying. Keep trying to make people laugh and not cry with my comedy. Uh, I'm Jeremiah Watkins. I'm Justin Alexio. I was talking to a hometown friend yesterday that we grew up together, and she said that cuddling with me when we were 12 was the worst experience of her life. <laughs>